Welcome to Good Christian People, an honest conversation between church leaders who recognize we're not perfect, we're barely good, but we want to be great. On today's episode, we welcome back Brandon Morris, and I apologize a whole lot for making everyone sit down and discuss the worst non-Christian Christian movie, Faith Based. Everybody, welcome back to Good Christian People, the podcast, episode thirty-two. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sunshi Air. Mm-hmm. Is he asked right. with a yes with a question? <laughs> that's about right. Sunshi R. Sunshi R. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we record this every Monday at mm-hmm. four o'clock. You would think that Josie would know that this was coming, mm-hmm. and uh, when, I don't know when you're going. We're all kind of beaten down right now. I think, yeah, okay, all right. Guys, I'm Jeff. The sultry-voiced man to my left is Tim. Across from me, the guy who is uh, doing remedial Chinese is Josie. And we are, I'm very excited, we have a guest in the studio. He will sound very familiar. He is, you're almost the guest that we've had on the most. You're Ooh. tied for Brianna right now. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think she's going to be coming back on. You might come on again. So, right, everybody, um, say hello to Brandon Morris. Hello, everyone. We're here to talk about race today. Uh, no, what we are going to talk about, we brought you on. 30% of them just turned it off. <laughs> it's like, not again. Come on. All three viewers, listeners. Why did I say viewers? Uh, no, and so, because what we're going to talk about today is Christian art, and I've been, like, you are the only one, I think. I don't think we're talking today about Christian well, art Well, I mean... <laughs> We are talking. So last week I was sick, uh, and, and and today I'm feeling great, but I'm more salty today than oh, I was last Lord week. Help us. Oh, man. <laughs> so Brandon's here because, well, Brandon is like the only person who listened to actually wants to come on and get the full experience. And the first time we had you on Zoom, and that mm-hmm. was not the full experience. And then right. you came on for the roundtable discussion, which was great. Where was the roundtable? Well, it was the tables were put in a round. I see, I see. Type, but Correct. Tim wasn't here, and what you told me was you were super disappointed to come into the room and not hear Tim's voice in person. Mm. Absolutely. Can you imagine Tim's voice and Adam's voice on the same podcast? Mm. It's too much. It's too much. That was probably your best episode. It probably was. Just I mean, it was our longest one too. I just <laughs> and your deepest one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> deepest Pun. voice. There was a lot of weak knees on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Josie. Uh, no, and, and I, so you came in fully prepared for the whole experience because not only are you here now with the mm-hmm. four, with the three of us in the room with Tim, you mm-hmm. are sporting your Dunder Mifflin t-shirt and face mask. That is true. And I will say that was, that was an accident. No, it wasn't. It really was. Does it? This is the mask that I wear. Sorry, this is the mask that I wear all the time. You listen to the Office Ladies podcast? No, my no. wife does though. Yeah, yeah. Jenna Fisher and Angela, whatever her last name is. <laughs> Stewart, so. I think it is. No, Kin- yeah. it's Kinsey. 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 Angela. Kinsey. Martin. Martin's Martin. the character. Kinsey's Correct. a real name. Yeah. 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 yeah it's good. It I, good. I enjoy. I mean, because I'm a huge fan, so I enjoy kind of hearing all the little tidbits. Really, so they do I should watch job. that. Yeah, it's good. Or listen. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, Yay. they do. They do Instagram clips. I have seen some oh, of those. Uh, I was listening for a while, but the problem was, is that 
when you start listening, I mean, and you know, with us, when you start listening on the front end, mm-hmm. then you're waiting every single week for an episode to drop. And with like what the office had nine seasons mm-hmm. and, uh, and it just takes forever to get to like the episodes you really want to get to. So I mean, it, but it was, it was a great Do episode. Do you binge podcasts mm-hmm. and TV and movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't we know? have didn't we have a conversation some some sort of confession about, you know, the quantity of the things that you consume? But it but if you that if that quantity is week. still but if that quantity is still quality, you are old fun. enough to not be the Netflix generation where you need to binge a new season of a new show. Wait a week. Mm. Wait a week. You're old enough to remember those days. I, yeah, and we all survived. It's a different culture. I know we survived, yeah. but I mean that doesn't mean it was the best way yeah, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I personally, I really like binging pod. Well, I, I don't know if I say binge binge listen podcast. It depends on the podcast episode, mm. but most of the ones I listen to, I'm listening to on a weekly basis. What are we here to talk about today, Brain? Oh man, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, I'm not looking forward to our conversation today. No. No, uh, but Brandon, Brandon is very. I left exciting. my hatchet out in the car, so <laughs> I only have the sword of my 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 tongue. Oh, <clears throat> so uh, yesterday was my son's fourteenth birthday. Mm. Happy I do birthday! Not, yeah, happy birthday, Jack! And he doesn't mm. listen. Feeling old? I feel extremely old. Should I posted a picture on the Facebook machine of um of me walking with him in the zoo? It's like one of my favorite pictures of me and him. He's like he's like little bitty. And I don't even know if he was two years old at that time. And and then a picture of us playing football yesterday and him running past me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's that's a big deal. And he, poor Jack, he literally, the weekend that we had his birthday last year was the weekend where COVID happened. Like, it was the weekend of COVID. And yeah. so he and his buddies... Oh, yeah. We, uh, they were released from school and told, take all your books with you because you might be out of school for two weeks a year later. And, uh, and, and that last year we took them, uh, this is like one of those like COVID nightmare things that you look back on it and you go, how did we get away with this? Because we didn't all understand it, but we took his buddies from school and we took them to a Rundle Mills and they walked around uh, the mall in front of a ton of people. And then we had them all stay in a hotel room together uh, so they could play video games and eat and go to the pool and do all of those things. So this year we went back to a Rundle Mills and it was even more, more loaded with yeah. people. So, but we got COVID a month ago, so we're good. So all of his friends, maybe not, but um, we've had a couple of things that have happened this week, but I want to tell you guys, I know we're going to talk about movies here in a second, but I have to tell you all. So my wife's boss kept telling her, you need to watch this show on Hulu. And it was called in and of itself by Derek Delgadio. And I thought, okay, I don't want to watch this. Like, okay. Like when people recommend stuff, it's normally not very good as you all will find out today. <laughs> that similar experience. Recently. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was like a, it was a Broadway show that he filmed and he's an illusionist, a mentalist. Uh, and he just told, I mean, it was fan. I don't want to really tell you guys anything about it, but it's worth the hour and a half. How's that? I was glued. I was glued oh. with a fade out. Okay. With uh, with blacks out. Oh, like an '80s song. Mm-hmm. Just like a nice little fade. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice okay. little fade. Right. It's 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 real nice. Uh, it ends with a brick. You find a brick. That's okay. all. That's all I'll tell you. I've said too much. Mm. You guys watch anything good this week? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're all just here to <laughs> rail oh, on I know. you. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> stall. And just keep on. <laughs> 
railing on you. This is happening. And then more again. All right. Uh, I watched some basketball. Basketball is in full swing for those people who like college basketball. Mm-hmm. That is true. And it will be it will be known that my word carries weight. Because, We're going to talk about that. Yeah. 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 Because I said I wanted to cancel Duke basketball. What happened like two days later? I COVID. Know. COVID. Oh, did it? Duke yeah. canceled. No. Uh, yeah. For yeah. the year? Well, yeah. They, so they, s- weeks. they were terrible this year. Um, but so anyway, they got so, COVID. Yeah, no, that's kind of the conspiracy theory because <laughs> yeah. Coach somebody K, went and got it. <laughs> people say Coach K's, you know, he's just being salty. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, or sulky uh, is there the correct is. term. But yeah, yeah. So I said, yeah, I should, we should cancel the New York Yankees and cancel Duke, Duke basketball. And uh, yeah, they got COVID. So then they got out of the conference tournament, but they weren't good enough for the NCAA, so they didn't get get a bid anyway. So anyway, so we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll jump ahead to that here in just a second. Uh, but. This week, big news, Beth Moore has jumped out of the Southern Baptist Convention, Mm -hmm. and that made some waves. Mm -hmm. We're not going to talk about that today, but that conversation is coming. Uh, We've got a series coming up I'm excited about, and I know that will will play a part in it. Um, Tim, did that that break your heart? What did you do with all of the studies that you have of hers in your office? Beth Moore? Yeah. I mean, we got a ton here around the church that we've used over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to judge the tone of your conversation. I was trying or, to make fun of question. you just to say, but I mean, but I actually like Beth more. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Beth's fantastic. I don't I don't know her personally, so it's you know it's all the people who are going to make you know heavy judgment one way or another who don't know the woman. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's a it's a loss for the SBC. Yep, to have her gone, but that does, I mean that she's it's. All right, she's changing her middle name. Is what she's changing. She's still Beth Moore. She's mm-hmm. just not Beth Baptist Moore. Well, you know, whatever. So she's still. What's going, her middle name, Baptist? Right. She's going to be still very much a part of the kingdom and and publishing books and 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 speaking and yeah. stuff. She just won't be under the you know the, the anyway. So she's still around. Right. So I think it's a. Is it a loss for the church? Big C in the kingdom? No. No. Is it a black stain on the SPC that they the leaders need to kind of deal with? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And then Josie, it, we'll talk about that because that that's a that's a big deal with uh, implications. But Josie, you were bringing up a uh, a story that just happened today. What is that? Oh yeah. Um. So I I was reading on my Washington Post Digest, which I'll take a moment and say like I do read Wapo. I know some of you <gasps> are like writhing in fury right now. Knew it. But when I lived in DC, it was smell the liberalism. I was just fascinated by the Marks. idea that like local news was national news. So I I, I bought a, a, a year long subscription to the Washington Post. How much did that cost you? I don't know, like ten bucks. Write it off for the year. Something real yeah. real small. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, one of the articles that came through recently it was today. Uh, Pope Francis says that uh, priests cannot bless same sex unions, and that's a reversal, right? Uh, not really. It's more of okay. just like a, uh, it's like the the two handed thing where like Pope Francis has been very welcoming and opening to Catholics. Am I really that quiet? I'm when you so. turn away from the mic, yes. Yeah, um, that's the way the mics work. Yeah, I guess uh, he's time. he's been very uh, opening and welcoming to Cath or to to gays in the the Catholic community, but has at officially now kind of upheld uh, prior declaration of Catholic law, which is that. You cannot that uh, homosexuality is a sin, and that uh, priests cannot bless sin. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's just interesting because he he has a a fairly liberal bent to him. Fairly, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
what I what I read in this is uh I I know a lot of people um particularly like in as like progressive Catholics and progressive Christians in general find this as kind of like a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't necessarily see it as that. I see this as like this is this is a very good example of what we should be doing as Christians which is uh displaying love to to the sinners but at the same moment condemning the sin and not and kind of dr- making that distinction of like hey we're here for you we love you but what you're doing is wrong and we can't overlook that fact right. i think we've mentioned it before there's a difference between acceptance and affirmation correct you can you can you can still accept someone and i know there's some sbc churches that actually just got you know basically voted out of the right. denomination because because they they crossed the line and said we're good still good with it because they accept, they didn't just accept people into you know fellowship and worship with them they affirmed their lifestyle into a covenant relationship with the church and that's a that's an, a difference yep um yeah i don't i don't it'd be interesting to see what the what the reaction to that is and because it's pretty fresh so we don't have a lot to it was just yeah. today you said yeah yeah today. the the official statement was uh its determination was not intended to be a form of unjust discrimination, and uh, they called upon priests to welcome those with homosexual inclinations with respect and sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the decree said that uh, individual gay people could continue to be blessed by the church, provided they show the will to live in fidelity mm-hmm. to the revealed plans of God as proposed by the church teaching. So I think like a few weeks ago, we talked about the idea of uh, could you potentially be a Christian if, uh, like a gay Christian, if you practiced like uh celibacy like if you mm-hmm. didn't right engage right. In, the, in the sinful acts right and they kind of just double down on that here huh. yeah well i i wonder if they're listening to us yeah good on the papal papal the papacy papacy yeah papacy, good on the papacy. yeah yep. yep very good yeah interesting uh okay so one we quick need... I, I got news <laughs> since yeah, you want to delay it. as much as possible I do. I, <laughs> if you guys ever get the opportunity to be employed by indiana university uh take it because the basketball... Uh, wait, wait, you're my boss, so uh-huh. what you're saying no, is yeah. I should leave? Yeah, absolutely. The basketball coach there just today got fired and walked away with a $10 million severance. So wow. Just in case... Just, I could get fired as a basketball right? coach like that. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. $10 the, million severance. Walk away. The real question is how much is the football coach going to get when he leaves? Here, and this is the part of society that is broken. If you look at the... Basically, if you look at every single state, the highest paid employee of the state is always a football or basketball coach with the state university. Really? Oh, yeah. Every single state in the union. Maybe not Alaska or something. I don't know. But... Uh, all the normal states. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you hear Even that? Iowa. Even Iowa. <clears throat> Council bluffs. Mm-hmm. You're being called out. Mm-hmm. Brandon, mm-hmm. since you're in the room, maybe maybe yes. now it'll have some weight. Mm-hmm. Would you please tell Council Bluffs to call in <laughs> or email in? So okay. this will be your time. Call 1-800-Council-Bluffs. <laughs> nice. One nine hundred council bluffs. Well, no, yeah, you gotta make oh, them go I wouldn't for do it. that. <laughs> make some money. You ever wonder about numbers like that when they say Are call one eight hundred and then it was like a word longer than seven? Yeah. Like, what yeah. do I do with the rest of the yeah. letters? Just leave just still the last for savings. <laughs> like it's already ringing, but I'm still pressing. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys. But if you know, it, you might not want to know the answer to this question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Is a one nine hundred still a thing? I have no idea. <laughs> Everyone orders online, right? I mean, of course, when everyone thinks of 1-900, you always think of... Wait, 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 wait. What are you of, ordering from 900 numbers? Yeah. No, I'm just saying <laughs> right. typically 900 numbers were 
Were they? Oh, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they no, were eight hundred numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking numbers. of the eight hundred. I'm right. thinking of QVC and stuff. Nine hundred right. was when you were a kid and you were watching TV too late at like one a.m. Right. and a TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, Ooh, came on. This right. is a real generational gap here, guys. <laughs> Do you, you never you heard of one nine hundred? I've never heard of a one nine hundred number before. Wow. He said lying through his teeth. Yeah, absolutely not. That really? was like. Hmm. It was like call this number and you'll be able to talk to. It's like a pay, woman. pay phone sex lines. I just didn't know that there was like a subset of phone numbers for one nine hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. For a good time. For a good time. That's gonna be yeah. That should be our uh, <laughs> just the name of our but podcast. That conversation was not nearly as off color as what we're about to talk about. I love it. Anyway, so transition. <laughs> hashtag Notice blessed. how I'm always just, trying to transition. I, just, I know. I, I am intentionally. Sometimes I just like the the moment that's happening, and mm-hmm. I want to stay in it. This one, I don't want to go where we're going. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, you I, do. I, deflection boy. Deflection boy. Deflection boy. <laughs> he preached here yesterday, <laughs> he and did. he he did. Oh man, uh, what what was the story? He told, a, it he was told a, different a different story, sermon. Different story in all, every time? Three, all services. three services. Okay, well, oh. I'm thinking about the one at nine thirty, where I don't even remember. Oh, it was when his dad. He's talking about when he was a kid and like he's giving his dad would whoop him. We're talking about Kevin Smith. Yeah. Dr. Kevin Smith, who was here recently. Um, and he was telling the story about how his his dad, uh, when he was a kid, he had done something naughty. His dad said, like, I'm gonna whoop you. And then he like left for work for the day. So it was just this I don't know, he's very colorful. I love the story. Yeah. The the ending detail is that he basically was about to take a bath and his dad came from work and then whooped him after a day of feeling that he had escaped the punishment and he did not. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That was a bad tangent. <laughs> I just really like that story. Okay. You know what? Keep 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 up with the yeah, more stories. That's great. Could you? What else did he say? I'm just stalling at this point. <laughs> See other reasons one yeah. might get whooped. He yeah. read a lot out of Hebrews. Yeah. Actually, well, just, that was the text yeah, of the. Yeah. He just read the same <laughs> text over and over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hashtag bless. I just want to follow up real quickly with what we talked about of last week. Of course you do. Because <laughs> Tim, uh, you. We talked about things that we would want to cancel, mm-hmm. and you canceled Duke, mm-hmm. and then you said we should also cancel Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. He I, got a new contract. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to offer him, and and Tom, t- no one is going to tell Tom go away except for New England. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so he'll he'll have a contract for as long as he wants to play. Why he still wants to play? I don't know. But I think you were still sort of prophetic, but just slightly off. Like the people who say that Trump was going to get a second term and they meant, oh, I mean in 2024, because Drew Brees retired. No, I, I meant Tom Brady. And, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to salvage. Drew Brees just, he didn't just like. Oh, I know. I mean, Tom Brady just went full on like, I mean, he, he it was like, hey, you're a system quarterback. And then he went down to Tampa, who was a mediocre team and won the Super Bowl and was like, no, I ain't. I mean, that's when you that's when you go yeah, out. Yeah. When you leave him wanting more. Yep. Anyway, whatever. you know who also mentioned Tom Brady in his sermon yesterday? Kevin Smith. Dr. Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, because he talked to him, and he said the same thing when he was here. It's like at some point you just start rooting for the old guys for the old guys. But how does Tom Brady look so young and Drew Brees look so old? He absorbs the youth of his children by kissing them. <laughs> Did you see? So. Yes! So there That's is a, uh, you know, paparazzi everywhere, right? And when you reach a certain <laughs> level, you're going to get paparazzi everywhere. I have never seen paparazzi footage of someone so blitzed as the footage of Tom Brady, like a week after the Super Bowl. Did you not see that? No. Is that when he threw like the the, the Lombardi the cup or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I don't. 
Maybe uh, no, no. That was when he was on like a boat. boat. This was like a week before, oh, right? And he and was like coming out of a club him. or something. Oh yeah, somebody like a bouncer or his friend was like holding him up, and he was gone. Totally done. Gone. I mean, I haven't seen. I mean, if you go back twenty years, I didn't see a footage like that about Paris Hilton, much yeah. less Tom Brady was. Yeah, gone. that's his seventh ring, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, it's a yeah. perfect number. Yep, seven rings. Why not? Yep. <laughs> And then I said we should cancel daylight savings time. We had daylight savings time yesterday, and I, I, I feel like I want to take that back. I I don't know, because now they're working on it. They're working like Marco Rubio and a couple others are like actually putting in a, a bill into Congress say, let's go back to standard time. Marco. Polo. Rubio. Uh, Rubio. Name the movie. Marco Rubio? No, Rufio. I just did it. It's hook. Yeah. Name the movie. Hook. <laughs> you didn't say the movie. I said Rubio. Clearly, I know where that's okay. coming. I'm, I'm referencing. <laughs> no, I probably. Yeah, what's a good? It was a good call out. No, I knew that movie. I would but. rather have watched Hook this past week. All right, let's just <laughs> let's just get into it, guys. Um, <clears throat> all right, we are gathered here today, dearly beloved, to talk about a movie called Faith Based, and this is a movie. I'm sorry. Did I just make that noise with my mouth? <laughs> this is a movie. Oh, man. I've got some explaining to do. So this is a movie that over the past two episodes, we said, guys, we're going to watch this. Go watch this movie and uh, so that you can be up because we are just going to straight talk about it. And, you know, obviously spoilers will abound. We're not going to hold anything back in terms of, you know, well, I mean. <laughs> no, we will spoil the movie because we have really? zero recommendation about this movie. Don't go see this movie. So there it is. Here's, here's, uh, okay, well. Uh, I don't know. If I know. I, I think, yeah. I, I think there's something south. He's, he's right. treating the movie. Well, let me, let me say this. I need to say this on mm -hmm. the front end. Mm -hmm. I have an apology to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, I made it on Facebook. I, I genuinely feel, ladies and gentlemen, he is down on his hands and knees I, as he's saying this. I am, I am genuinely contrite here. Mm -hmm. uh, I did something. I don't. I, you know, Brandon called me on it. He's like, "Hey, maybe don't recommend something that you haven't seen." Mm -hmm. In my defense, I thought the worst that would happen is that this would be a just a regular Christian movie, and you would have to sit through an hour and a half of a terrible Kirk Cameron light Christian movie. And everybody would just be like, Oh, come on. This is so awful. This is don't qualify your apology. Just keep going. <laughs> That's your defense. Mm -hmm. I read about this movie. In fact, in fact, here are some uh, reviews based on their 94% rating on You're, rotten tomatoes. Okay. And it said faith-based is a good natured look at what it means to be a Christian today. And another says it pokes fun at Christian films while also telling a character based story and taking the issue of belief quite seriously. The director, the star of no, he wasn't the director, but the writer and the star of the movie was on a movie podcast, a Christian movie podcast that I listened to. And they were talking about it. Um, when I looked it up, obviously it has not been reviewed by the motion picture Academy, uh, to give it a rating. And so when I fired it up yesterday and all of a sudden it said 13 plus, I went, that's interesting. Why would it be 13 plus? And literally the first sentence in a, in the movie drops the F bomb in an incredibly foul way. And I went, what have I done? I saw the trailer. And if you go and watch the trailer, the trailer makes it look like a sweet little fun Christian movie. It is not that. Here's the deal. It you, is not that. And I am 
very sorry. I am going to do something that I, quite honestly, I, I admonish you for quite often because you see everything objectively. You cannot see the everything is either black and white. There is no gray. There's no subjective when it right. comes to your opinions. You right. either think something is trash or something is gold, and there's no in between. And if you think it's trash, you can't see how someone would think it would gold, and you cancel them. If you think it's gold, you can't. I'm going to be obje I, I see this objectively. It okay. was trash. It was. <laughs> I wasted an hour and a half watching this. Yeah, I wasted three hours because I watched it twice. <laughs> no. Well, I wanted to be able to I, like. Here, so I, I wanted to do the thing that you that you do admonish me yeah. for, which is you're always like, all right. So for instance, when we're in staff meeting and you present us with a book, mm -hmm. all you do is pick out the bad stuff. Yeah, because right. it's usually right on the cover and then on every page in between. But but you say there is still some good in here that mm -hmm. we could pull from. Mm -hmm. Is there something? And I typically have trouble finding that. And so for the podcast... Because you're not teachable. That's right. I am teachable. It's just you can't teach me things that I already know. Name a book that has helped you in the last 24 months. In the last 20... Uh, I mean, uh, uh, was it uh, the, the Sky Jitani one? Okay. Um, how to... And then the... What was the other one I was reading? Um, Bible? The Bible. Well, oh. the Bible. Oh, but, thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Selection or not. But. Well, <laughs> you think that I've read that. I started watching this movie with a like a good little pupil. I was actually going to be planned, you know, and, and prepared. So I had a piece of paper and I had a pen. And I I like I was like, oh, okay. Well that's an interesting and that's an interesting my notes. and within it's written down. Within just a couple minutes like within after that scene where they were around the dinner table and it was yeah. obvious that they had the two favorites, you know, kids and him. Right. I was like, all right, that might be somewhat funny, and I was trying to pull, and then after that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out. So the I'm one out. of the reviews I read said that it was like, oh, you know, after about the 30-minute mark, I was done and just turned off the movie, and I timed it. I wanted to. I timed it. At the 30-minute mark, <laughs> I was like, I want to turn off this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I punched through, and it, it does get better after the 30-minute mark. The does first it? half hour of this movie is incredibly bad like not even just offensive it's just bad and then it like gets better but it's still like offensive i yeah. don't know so the premise of the movie is well, that and it's, so let me just say i am keep defending your decision it, i'm not i'm not so defending sorry. it i'm you're very sorry because but you're I, qualifying your apology don't not, apologize it, not, it was fine no but no but the thing is is it the what wapo. i what i don't like doing <laughs> <laughs> what i don't like doing is telling somebody hey go watch this not knowing what's in it. Yeah. And because if it's assumed that it's a Christian movie, my son, I mean, he's 14. He's, he's heard this word mostly from his mom, but, uh, when, when he's kind of walking around and the movie starts out with that first scene and, mm. and that first line, and I'm like, what in the world? Mm. And then I'm like, I'm watching what I think is marketed as a Christian movie. And if someone has gone and said, Hey family, let's sit down. And that's your first sentence in there. I feel horrible. Yeah, I think for me, I was um, like I I took your, you know, your recommendation, and <laughs> I I I agree. Like when you watch the the trailer, it can kind of be a little bit deceiving. But uh -huh. but I but I watched the trailer again, and I know that like as believers, we are not supposed to look at anyone and think that they can't be redeemed. Sure. Um. But I'm just trying to figure out how you got past Todd P 
hacker is in the trailer. I immediately knew it was not serious. There's there's no yeah. way Todd Packer. People can be redeemed, but this is a finished piece of art. And well, true. It, it's done. Right. Yeah. But I just, I was like, there's no way that this guy changed genres. Right. Packer was not going to be in a Christian <laughs> Not movie. at all. Right. Wacky yeah. Pack. My just, problem. So outside the, I mean, listen, language, you know, it, terrible you acting. It. It's, it's just, I am okay and can be okay with a decent caricaturization of Christians in sure. the church. This didn't even touch on a decent character caricaturization. It wasn't. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like ah, that's funny or ah, they got us with that. It was just so far over the top. That whole like worship song that they were singing about the cross. That's the, the thirty minute mark. That, <laughs> that is, is that is so the moment. Where, that <laughs> no, that was the moment where. Sorry, we're clipping our ever loving bugs out of this. Wow, that is that was a really bad clipping section because uh, we were all laughing too much. But that was that was the moment where I said like. I'm, I'm out. if this does not get better right. it, within the next 10 minutes, I'm turning the movie off. Is that yeah. what got it better for you? The no, <laughs> it was, it was, it was as soon as we got through that. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was just, it, it was, it just wasn't even a good characterization of Christian. Like I said, I, I'm fine making fun of myself and our, our tribe, our culture, but they right. just didn't even do a good job at it. In my opinion, I'd, uh, I'd say the, so are we talking parts yet? Let's talk we, plot synopsis first. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Who wants to break it down? Uh, I'm, <laughs> no one. So the gist of this movie is that uh, two kind of like washed up has-beens, well, not even has-beens, but just like haven't-beens. Yeah. Who are living together in Southern California um, realize that Christian, like poorly produced Christian movies make a ton of money and decide to just go ahead and put together their own, uh, try to sell it to some like Price flicks. Price flicks. Price like flicks, yeah. Production company. Production company. And over the course of the movie, they have some like twists and turns. They realize that they can't do it. Then eventually they kind of manage to put it together. And the movie is just, uh, it's some cross between like aliens and, or the Martian and uh, and any Christian movie you've ever seen. Right. So it's called A Prayer in Space. It's supposed to, <laughs> supposedly about the first astronaut that's ever prayed in space. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought this was real. I can't. Yeah. I could see this as a setup in a Christian setting. Yes. As a Christian movie. But I think part of it is like this was in being intended as a satire. Um, it it ended up being like, I don't know. I, I saw it as like the first 30 seconds when they drop that F-bomb as the first line of the movie. Yeah. That is them signaling to you, this is not a Christian movie. Yeah. Right. But, but you know what? They they even had that ooh. FBI warning. Did you pause it and read it? I did. It was fake. It's fake. Yeah. And it, and it, instead of FBI, it just said FB for faith based. And it's a whole like disclaimer. And at the end, it says this is not a faith based movie, even though it has hope. Even though it has hope and redemption, and you know the actors are still relevant and whatever like that. The way it the way I understood it and the way that it was marketed and sold to me was that it is a knowing it, it, it that it was it was a christian who made the guy who is the main character and who wrote it he's a son of a pastor grew up in church considers himself a christian is active in in the christian community which is why he was on a christian podcast talking about this movie and what he was saying is we just understand that 
this is kind of a send up of the Christian movie process. And it calls out the fact that Christians, I mean, and it, and it says it in the movie that Christians are not really that discerning. And so what, so the way I understood it was that it was going to be a Christian movie that just doesn't suck and that they were going to be funny, that they had actually gotten some, some decent actors that they had put some money up to sort of make fun of these other Christian movies over here, which I'm going to be honest as someone who is super jaded by all of those movies, I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to kind of taking the, and I know he's kind of like, do we reference him? Like the John Christ approach to things, which is I'm going to mock my culture and my tribe. That's not what they did. That's the thing. So is this, so the guy who made the movie is a professing Christian? Yeah. And so he was making fun of his tribe with this movie? No. Well, all, all, what he ended up doing. What was he doing? I don't know. Well, here's what I think they ended up doing. And this is my. This they is made my, fun of that one church in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we do it with a lot less F-bombs. But, like, this is the kind of movie that I feel like we would make if we were going to make fun of that one church in I South would not Carolina. Make this movie. How many, how many, how many F-bombs would we use? Uh, I don't, I would not. Many, many more. Like, <laughs> and still thing, not hit it was, the number of. That was the thing. It was gratuitous. Yeah. It was. It was, oh, it was, it was. unnecessary. Right. So mm-hmm. I, this is going to be unpopular as a pastor to say this, but when, when language F-bomb. comes up in a movie that I'm watching and it makes sense, I have less problem with it. Right. But when you just start, when it's gratuitous and you just start throwing right. it around just for stupid nonsense, right. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I mean, we all live in culture. We know how people talk. So a movie should reflect the way people talk. Right. People don't talk like this. And this was over and above. Right. And they, and it was, uh, it was gratuitous on both ends. One of the things, and I'm kind of jumping ahead. Well, I'll come back to that. What I think they actually did, and this is going to sound. So I watched it the first time and I was really annoyed from the jump because, and I I started to go, maybe I came in with wrong expectations. Now I still feel like, I feel like those expectations were set up to be something that they weren't by the guy, by the guy, by the marketing. I mean, again, when you watch the, the thing, I mean, it's entirely possible that Dave Koechner could (laughs) be trailer. Yeah. So again, I saw Todd Packer in the trailer. I yeah. immediately knew, and then I saw the title of the movie, and it was what is a of the first prayer in space. I was like, come, come on, right? But see, it, to me, on. to me, and I agree with you, Josie, that if we were to make a movie that was mocking the Christian movie, I feel like this would not be far off from where we would be. It would be the kind of humor that we would that we would employ. Mm. And so that to me made me go, okay, I'm fine with the movie. If it's going to take some shots at us, you know, at our culture, that's okay. You know, I, and, and, and particularly if it can be funny and it can be well done. Ultimately they decided to instead to make a movie about friendship in which the context and the setting of the movie was just them making a faith-based movie mm-hmm. understanding. And, and the whole reason they were doing it, and this is to come back to as, as somebody who has written some very poor Christian art in the past, um, talking about me, they ended up doing the whole premise on, we need to do this film in order to save the church. 
Like we got to mm-hmm. save the church and we got to put a new roof on it, which is such a Christian movie thing to do, I'm, which is we got to shave. The, we, you've written that story before. I have written you? that story before. <laughs> we got to save the church. We got to save the barn. We got to save the house. It's always about let's raise some money. Save the clock tower. Save the clock tower. And ultimately what these guys did, they made a Christian movie because they made a Christian movie with a terrible plot. They made a Christian movie with, they even call it out like A, B or C level actors. And Mm. that's what they went and got. And then it was all not that great and not that funny. And all at the end of it, I went, so (laughs) the first time I watched it, I went, I thought it was a Christian movie that was just a terrible Christian movie Mm -hmm. from the content point. Then when I started thinking about it and I went back and listened to an, an interview with the, the actor, the star of it, who, you know, he was the one who, who did all of it. I was like, okay, so this is not a Christian movie. And then I went back and rewatched it and I went, it's actually closer to being a good Christian movie than it is a bad secular movie, if that makes any sense. Mm. Because what I went is I say, if, if they had taken out some of this really offensive content, mm. they could have done something. They could have if their movie matched the trailer, that could have been great. They, they could, it could have been very, uh, very meta in the sense of they're, they're calling out what they're doing as they're doing it, but they're doing it well. well like, I that think would it, have been amazing. I think it was meta. Like the, the whole premise of the movie, they said it several times. Like the moment they repeated it the first time, I was like, okay, this is the thesis of the film. which mm-hmm. was something along the lines of like um, Christians will support, will support anything. anything so long as it appears to be a Christian thing. Right. And I think that that was the whole point of this movie was we want to see how many people we can not sucker into, but basically just convince that this is a Christian film, get them to sit down and watch it. And you know what? Like, even though I understood that was the premise, like I was that person sitting in that chair with right. my with my parents. We, right. we were we were the Christians. You watched it with your mom and dad. Yeah, <sighs> that watched this movie, <laughs> thinking it was a Christian movie, and then Jeff realizing you more than two ninety nine. By the way, that, that was free. Yeah, it was it was Amazon Prime. Um, I which owe is, you all dinner. I'll take that. Mm. <laughs> I'll take a gift card. How about yeah. that? You can you can eat dinner somewhere else. So here is here, so I, I asked you guys a couple questions. Um uh in the first one, Tim, you just laughed at. Uh was this a Christian movie? Uh no. No, no. Uh and, and it was a self professed no, because if you go back and watch the FBI warning or whatever, yeah. it says no, we're not. Uh but it certainly looks like it. But again, I think it could have worked as a Christian movie. If they had done some work on it. I think it has the trappings of it. Yeah. Like in everything except for the fact that the main character does not have some kind of revelation of faith. Yeah. I mean, even the not necessarily the main character, but like the side character, the yeah. blonde guy with yeah. the hair. Um, like Damn. without outright saying it, it feels like he he kind of like had a conversion <clears throat> of faith and started going to the church regularly. He had he he moved. The needle moved for him. Yeah. Right. And that was what was frustrating to me is that when you get to the end of the movie and they finally have that moment that is like the two friends coming back together and him sort of saying, here's what my life is like now. And I'm not saying you need to drop in Jesus. Not not by. And again, I was working off that initial expectation of mm-hmm. this is a Christian movie. Um, and, and, and I'll get to that in terms of what didn't work. Uh, it was that it was that piece right there where they just sort of threw in I'm hanging out with church people anyway are we good now like it was like wait a second you could have had some kind of 
deeper character moment. I'm not saying you have to bring in the name of Jesus, but it it still felt very like we're gonna put that over there. And the then, only line when when that blonde guy went to the 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 small group, the only line that halfway made me go huh, uh, was when they were you know the, the guy know they were like I think say. I think we were I thought I was being robbed all this kind of stuff and going back and forth. <laughs> well, let's lighten the mood a little bit. Let's go to Romans. Let's get Romans. back into I was Romans. Like, uh, okay, that's funny. That was one of my notes on here. I was like Romans what like. <laughs> Lightening the movie. There ain't yeah. nothing lightning Romans. <laughs> there is uh, the first time I laughed and I wrote it down. I think it was like at the 11 minute, 20 second mark. It's when they're at the dinner table and they start and, and Luke is talking to his he's he's the adopted one, but he's talking to his sister and she goes, yeah, haven't you seen that movie? Uh, Love is underground or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she says, I wish I could remember exactly. I think I wrote it down somewhere, but it was she says, um, it was a line that made, really made me laugh. And I, I like the I, painting on the wall. That was the only thing that I wrote. That was the the last note I wrote down was the painting on the wall, the family <laughs> portrait. Yeah. It was him holding holding his two children, uh, the the two black children, and then he was over there like this, just hands crossed on the other yeah. side of the photo. I was like, oh, that was good. <laughs> By the way, so I I love that guy as an actor. I know him as Agent Broyles from right. Fringe. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. And he, yeah. if I don't know if you've another Amazon like I can like I I will say go watch the Bosch series on Amazon. Yeah. Where he plays the uh, police commissioner. He's awesome. She says. He's so stoic. Yeah. Like, so stoic. Yeah. The line that made me laugh the first time was when she said, police officers, or, you know, she's talking about the movie. She says, police officers stuck in a sewer in a hurricane. They thought they were going to die, but they found Jesus and they didn't die. And like, that just made me laugh because I'm going, that is Christian movies where you go. And, and, and I, I laughed throughout the entire scene where they are doing the movie pitch. Where Margaret Cho and the guy who played oh, the yeah. brother in Just Friends, that scene to me was where if I could recommend to anyone, you should watch this movie, and I'm not doing that, that would be the scene that I would go, that that scene right there got all of it. Like they yeah. that that was that was great. And Dude. I like it it to me also painted a fairly clear picture of like this is so commercialized. Like right. the yep. people that are making these films do not necessarily hold the same beliefs you do. Right. They just know that they can sell it to you. Is that the case though? Yes. So there is a machine of unbelievers I was who listen- are making believing b- b- films for believers. So I went back and I was listening to an interview today with Luke, the guy who stars as Luke and is Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, that he grew up in California and that he knew these guys who were like in a band. They were just kind of, you know, all these different guys in a band. They were you know, local famous and that was about it. And then he caught up with them later on and all they had done was just switched over to Christian music. And he says they were making six figures. They were doing all these tours. They were going all over the place. And he's like, Jars of clay. he said, maybe he's like, uh, he's like, look, look, I, I know you, he didn't say who they were. Um, <laughs> But he said, "I like John Foreman." But regardless, I did too. Yeah. I like Jars of Clay, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and he said, "I know these guys. These are not professing believers. It's sure. just that." And and he talked about how he went and he was writing movies and he was doing something with like Hallmark, and that Hallmark literally would have fill in these. You need to have these certain beats, and so that whole scene. What was funny to me is you talked about having realism in the conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it coming both ways because I, I thought it I thought it didn't get it right over here. I didn't think it got it right over here. But that scene to me, I went, someone has had that conversation and then wrote that scene. John Chris did it better. 
Exactly. You did the exact same scene right. earlier, but right. just did it about Christian Christian, Christian music. music. Right. Yep. You need to have like uh, waves. Yeah, you need to have an yeah. ocean. You need to have a this. Yep. Water. Some That's sort exactly of water. That's exactly what I thought about. Yep. yep. And they and then they work that in later on where Tanner is at the songwriting thing with the worship leader and everybody's watching these two and he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 GCD and some things about nature and God, you got yourself a song. Everybody and, cries. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> cries. That's what it was. And he's like, do you want to pray? He's like, yes. And then they prayed like quietly for 15 seconds, and he's like, amen. It's like, so weird and dumb. Um, I'd, yeah. I'd say the part, so the conversation part, uh, the whole the Margaret Cho thing, yeah. the whole pitch conversation, I did find it funny. Um, I still was trying to figure out where this movie was going based on the recommendation. Not a shot, just that's where I, I was. I was like, what am I watching right now? But you know me, I will give anything a chance. Yeah. So I'm watching, I'm watching, and I finally get that, okay, this is a jokey parody thing or whatever. And so I really tried to like lean into it to try to at least get, what are you trying to communicate to me and how is your comedy coming off and can I get down with it? So for the most part, it was okay. I mean, I didn't, you know, but there was one moment that I absolutely lost it. Like, absolutely lost it. Like, and laughter like, lost last, it? Or, or la- like, laughter I'm not and. Jeff's friend anymore lost no, it? No, laughter, like, tears, laughter. Oh. You have to give us a and, clue. And, and I felt bad for laughing about it, too. Is it, is it the moment I'm thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> is it? What, what kind of what? question is that? So, I will, <laughs> I will say it involves the character Herman. If you guys remember Herman's from Office Space, uh-huh. the guy was really worried about losing their jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> You know, Herman was like an alcoholic. Right. And they, okay. they passed the plate. At the- well, well, yeah. Well, so I'm, so I'm getting to that, but he was, he's been drunk the entire time. He's like, I can't believe you guys are making me be here on a Monday. <laughs> like, Herman, it's Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> so I laughed at that, his whole character. And then, yes, they get to the end where they say he got clean until they passed the wine around. <laughs> yeah, at the communion. <laughs> and then they stole the next shot of like a trailer. The cups, like the tiny little communion cups, right. and he's just sitting by a dumpster, and he's just like wasted. That yes. that was pretty funny. That. I, yes. I, quite honestly, I was working while I was watching. You this probably cut it off. Yeah, point. it was at the very it, very end. I uh, I think I, the movie was watching you at that point. <laughs> by the, right. By the way, I, now I know. Now I know why you and Jeff are friends. <laughs> you just you just you just said it. You're willing to give anything a chance. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that what scene were you gonna say? I was thinking of that, but another moment that I I didn't like laugh so much as I was like I knew it. I called it was um when the uh, whatever his name was the the, the fox writer Nikki Steele Hoyt. Oh no, Hoyt. We yeah. need to talk Hoyt. about Hoyt. When when Hoyt was like just revealed as gay and like coming on to the blonde guy. Yeah. I was like called it. Yeah. Knew it. The moment, the moment. I hated that. The I moment too. that happened. I did too. And here's here's why. Like, to me, there were in this, what I didn't like about it is that Hoyt embodied two problems, two of the problems that I saw this movie having. One was that it had really unnecessary characters. Like, I don't know. When I went back and I didn't catch it the first time, obviously, because I didn't know who everybody was going to be, but they were filming it and like, kind of a talking head you know they'll do little breaks where they're talking to the camera which Mm -hmm. to me just 100 percent doesn't work because this is not a documentary type film it's just there's a movie happening with a narrative and then every now and again these people will pop on and just talk to the camera as if 
we're all supposed to just understand that this is what's like that thing about just working in exposition that way did not work for me. It worked for Zach Morris, but it worked for Zach Morris, but these guys are not Zach Morris. All right, we're back in. You're supposed to say time in. (laughs) Anyway, um, and, and so that didn't work, but like the third person they introduce. So after they introduce Luke, after they introduce Tanner, um, they have the whole scene where Luke basically says, I am your father. Tanner gets girls over to his house to sleep with him by showing them Schindler's list. And then all of a sudden they show this chick named Ashlyn and she's like, I, and they have her like title. They have her name and she's like, I like Tanner. He has nice hair. And then you never see Ashlyn again. And then I was like, wait, after the second one, I was like, we never see her again. Why did you introduce her? And why was this thrown in? And then I started to watch for who is unnecessary in this movie. Because it's a bad movie. <laughs> I was like, who is unnecessary in this movie? And what is unnecessary? And I know we talked about... We're asking um, a bad movie why it's bad. I, I don't know if she was unnecessary. She was a, she was necessary in order to establish Tanner's like motivations. So that when he gets together with the blonde girl from the church... Yeah. Um, oh, his type. Like, his type that yeah. it's uh it's like it shows a positive change in his character. Right. I get that. I just don't understand why she gets a title, why she gets a talking head and why we are introduced to her. But then, and then I started to th- to go, there are a lot of unnecessary things that are happening in here. And, uh, that's the thing. It, it was, it was like, Either be a mockumentary, right, or don't. Yeah, like you don't need to, well, yeah. either have talking heads throughout and make it a theme of the movie, right, or don't have any. Like you're yeah. just throwing in like two talking. Like who's shooting the well, movie still, at this point in time? That's like what, I was, what is this movie? That's what the original crew got heads. fired, and then someone else had to pick it up. Right. I mean, and they do. They keep the talking heads going throughout <clears throat> the the movie. You realize they, we're doing an entire podcast talking about a movie that we're telling people don't go watch. I know, but <laughs> you but realize this. I want. I want. I, I just want to make apart. sure, like, no one's going to listen to this. Sorry, you came in, Brandon. Here's, <laughs> well, I wanted to have Brandon because Brandon is like my movie buddy. We talk about movies, and he he knows movies inside and out, and can really assess them well. Um, here are the other things that I thought were just really dumb plot points. Um, they kept going to like this dirty bingo hall. Like, I don't understand. It's the bar. It's I, the bar where Tanner works. Right, right, right. But I don't understand why they were having this filthy bingo. It was just, just it, another layer right. of this did not need to happen. The axe throwing on Tuesday nights where they're always getting perpetually bullied by this other guy who we've never seen and we don't. And my thing is, and they're like, Ugh, every Tuesday, every Tuesday. I'm going, then go on Monday. Like, if you're getting <laughs> bullied, you guys don't have anything going on. Like, it was just this whole thing of, of you know, they're throwing in all of this stuff that I just didn't, I didn't get. Um I'm just going to go home and watch The Greatest Showman just to cleanse my palate. Oh, okay. gross. You know what? You know what? I will go There's on your objectivity. And, I will go on Come on, objectivity this. talking. Go ahead. Faith-based is better than The Greatest Showman. Uh-huh. Significantly. Okay. Significantly. Um, here's the thing that made me just really, and I want to come back to Hoyt here in a second, but here's something that I really was like, this is so almost comically dumb, and I can't tell if they think it's a joke or not. But you know how like throughout the movie, these guys are getting together and doing puzzles? Like they're always working on puzzles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the very end when they've when they've reconciled their friendship, they finally hang up this this puzzle on the wall and it's a puzzle of them as like characters from Game of Thrones. And they're like, I think this is our best work. And they've been working on it throughout the whole movie. Did you see how big those pieces were? 
It was like a 50-piece puzzle. This should take you five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they were huge Why pieces. is this taking you months to do? And they hang it up, uh, and I'm like, guys, that's a really big puzzle piece. I, like, I did, don't know. Did you see the version of them as Bert and Ernie yes, that was, that like, was directly <laughs> next to it? And that was funny. Like, yeah. I just, uh, to me, I was like, why is this a big plot point that our, our relationship has been reconciled? But here's... I'm going to get one of you two as Bert and Ernie <laughs> on a puzzle and then put it up on the wall. <laughs> Here's what I didn't. So there was a lot of unnecessary junk that happened. Yeah. I mean, you think? An hour and a half. Starting with, yeah. There was was 89 minutes too long. Yeah. I found myself at a place where I'm now just trying to pick out the things that they're poking fun at. Right. So, like the whole Dickie Fox thing from Jerry Maguire. It's like Nikki Steele says. Right. And then that was, you know, Jerry Maguire's whole thing to kick back to the late, great Dickie Fox. I was like, oh, I get that part. So they're just poking fun at everything at this point. Right. My question, Tim, is you are a big fan of Seinfeld. So how did you feel about Jason Alexander being a part of this movie? Jason Alexander is his own man and can do whatever he wants. What does it have to do with Seinfeld? I'm just saying because I mean, that's he's his a defining kid. role. But I, when I see Jason Alexander, I don't think, what's George Costanza doing on this movie? <laughs> It didn't bother you? Like, like, were you hopeful when you, when you see saw Jennifer him? Aniston on a movie? Are you like, man, what's Rachel Green doing over here? No, but I'm also, <laughs> I also don't care about her characters. Okay. When Watching Steve Carell does a movie, you're like, what's Michael Scott doing? Well, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> sometimes. When I watched the morning show, I was like, this is not Michael Scott. <laughs> Watching Jason now Alexander aggressively either. kick Luke in the groin was probably like all of the payback we needed for watching <laughs> right. this movie. It was like, okay. Like now, now the like the the cost I have paid has been like paid back. Right. Like like Jesus has come in and like it, it, saved the sins of this movie, so I can now like move forward and just continue watching it like free of of of. Yeah. We all suffering. wanted to kick Luke. Yeah. I am not Jason Alexander's keeper, but at the same time, his character was unnecessary. Uh-huh. To bring in a, he was the biggest name in the movie, right? In the most uh, probably unnecessary role, Butch Savage to me was the most unnecessary role. What um, was his purpose? I mean, I don't know. He was in the trailer, and he still. was in the trailer. <laughs> but what was his purpose? Uh, he never. There was no that. purpose in this whole thing. Why? Why, why are we trying to was, find <laughs> redeeming value? That, that was value? the thing. Is the whole movie set up, and you're waiting for like. Like you are waiting for the, a you're waiting long for like time. the divine intervention to come in, and Don't it never comes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the movie. Like that's. <laughs> I will never watch it ever again. That, no. that, I like what you're saying. Keep talking, Josie. Yeah. So they set this up as like, oh, you know, like we want to get this one character who's like basically plays like Rambo and like the, the kids' cartoons that they watched, right? And then they they want him to come in and be the voice of God in their in their movie. They find out he's a Christian. They find that he's done commercials that he's like still playing the character of his of um of this like eighties cartoon or eighties TV show for for this church, and then they set it up as like the whole movie. And it turns out to be like the failure of Luke in the movie is that like he's promised everyone he booked him and then never did, and then he like this character never shows up. Yeah, and to me that's like that was the moment where you're like. When they're at their lowest low, you expect like, oh, Butch Savage is going to walk through the yeah, door at any moment, right, and he's going to save the movie, and then he never does, and they have to find a way around it. To me, that was that was the moment where this went from being a a potential Christian movie to being something like something different. stupid, yeah, something different, yeah. No, I mean, and yeah, I, I I get that. That makes sense. I I'll go. That's but, a good point, though. And, and I would say that Jason Alexander. Eye roll. You have to examine the movie. You have to examine it like. Critically, yeah, like this movie was meant 
to satire Christian productions. Right. So Critical even though it's, it's horrendously here. offensive and we don't want to watch it because of that, you have to acknowledge that there are points and there are moments that like help cast a, uh, I don't know, they just help point the magnifying glass at places where we're, we're kind of failures. Like yeah. we, we do not discern well enough. We, we don't, um, we don't have good quality on our art. Like just, right. And, <laughs> and, that's, right. and that's what I want to land. That, that's where I want to land today. And okay. that's what I want to, I want to, is a uh, <laughs> is I want to, I want to ask the question, um, what was the movie trying to say and did it say it? I did catch the part where they said Christians will basically support anything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, as a Christian, I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it might be a little bit true. Or at least it rubs against yeah. something that someone might say, oh, wow, do we? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you think about it, every time a movie from those brothers came out, we just ran and, well, you know, probably yeah. we just ran and jumped on it. Yeah. Oh, you got to go see it. It's like, mm, do I? And that's the lighter version of it. That, like, if you want to look at it much, much more, like, I don't want to say darkly, but like uh, critically or like, no like seriously, like, well, who do we support in our lives? Like, what presidential candidates do we support? What, um, what what ideals do we support? Like where, where are we looking because things are supposedly quote unquote Christian? Um, even though they might not be Christian on the inside, are they, if they put that label on their name, then we're all for it. Hmm. Um, and I think that was the, that was the statement of this movie. And that's why I, at the very least appreciated it, even yeah. if it was a terrible movie and you shouldn't watch it. Yeah. Like that message is very, is something that we should all look at and examine in our own lives, not just in the realm of entertainment, but in the realm of everything, like don't be suckered by people who, who, who say they're Christian, but then completely act a completely different way or productions that say they're Christian, but are produced by people with, with, uh, who don't have their hearts for it. And that was the thing. That's why I felt like the scene where they were with the movie from Christ flicks executives, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they, that whole scene where they were sitting there and Margaret Cho and the guy from just friends was, um, uh, when when they were explaining the movie process, and I wrote them down because I thought this was a funny, this was a funny like, and 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 how much of it was like, man, that really rings true. Is that they say first you need to have uh, an ABC level celebrity, and at the very least they need to be a Republican, um, and then they listed <laughs> out what was it, Kurt Cameron. Kevin Sorbo, and then they get like, uh, uh, and Fat Superman is like Dean Cain. He's a real actor, and I was like, yeah, nailed it. And then um, you have to have like certain keywords in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have peril, and Jesus said, uh, because people either become Christians at three or when faced with death. So unless you want to do look who's talking the Christian version, like right. you need to have them have some kind of danger, mm-hmm. and then finally you just have to have some kind of reference to God, mm-hmm. and. And if you do that, Christians will 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 eat it up. Did you write down the movie titles too? The examples? I did. It was it uh, Escape the Cross, Thoughts I and Prayers, Thoughts and Prayers, Huckabee, Faith and Furious. I, I heart Huckabee, and they were like, well, "That's already a movie." <laughs> I left that out. They said keywords. They need you need like prayer, heaven, faith, Huckabee. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, and so like that, that to me, and, and, and where, where I thought was such a, a, a jarring moment at the end that, that hit me of, of that scene was when the two guys who were 
pretending to be these Christians just so they can get this movie off the ground go, oh, okay, um, can we pray together? Like they just know to say something spiritual and, and Margaret Tro drops an F bomb to be like, no way we're out of here. <laughs> and, and like that whole thing that here is these representatives from this group uh, that are supposed to be putting out Christian movies that they're not really interested. They just recognize we can get millions of dollars from Christians who are not discerning at all. And they'll just support anything. And that to me is, I do think the movie says that. Um, and I think it says it pretty well. Do we need the other 88 minutes? Probably not. <laughs> and, uh, and that's, uh, you know, and so that, that'll kind of lead us <clears throat> into our conversation. I think next week where we will break down a little bit more about, you know, what do we do with Christian art? What are we looking for? Um, the conversation, what do we do with, art from people who um, are either fallen or what do we do with people who have um, abandoned the faith? Because I know, you know, we've talked about Gunger, uh, one of the best musicians, Chris musicians out there uh, who has just walked away from the faith this past week. Um, Audrey Assad, we quoted her at the end of our election day episode. Um, and we, we, we quoted one of her songs, her treatment of, of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. I mean, she's written some beautiful tunes and has lately come out and said, yeah, by the way, I'm not really a practicing Christian anymore. You know, what do we do with that? Um, as Christians, what should we be looking for? And what should we be discerning about? Josie, I got to ask, you haven't told us yet, but you watched it with your parents. What was their reaction? Because oh. they are reasonable artists. And I, I'm I'm. I'm sure they didn't like it, but what did what were what was that experience like? Yeah, both my parents are uh, are wonderful French horn players. They met at Peabody um, in their college years. Um, Dad woke me up every moment of my childhood, every morning of my childhood, playing Dvorak's Ninth. Um, so lots of classical music's like pretty ingrained, um, and the reaction was exactly what I was expecting from them. Um, sorry, mom and dad, you're kind of predictable. Uh, <laughs> Both of them disliked the film. Sure. Mom was more receptive to it than dad. Dad specifically told me to come here and like rail on Tim for making fun of Korean shows and sci-fi and <laughs> rail on you um, for making them watch that movie. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though. I didn't make them watch it. I made you watch it. Yeah, but mom was like, oh, well, you know. Movie night. <laughs> I never thought <laughs> I'd. Movie night. Did you have popcorn and everything? I never. No. Um, <laughs> mom said something along the lines of, uh, I never thought in my younger years, like, when we were kids that I would have to watch something like this for the sake of my children. And now I sit here watching something like this for the sake of my children. Um, I'm sorry, Jen and Adam. I really am. I, 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 part of the reason that I have gone to great lengths to discuss this, uh, at, at length, mm. uh, ad nauseum is largely because, uh, I, I really feel like I screwed up. I um, think, I think Brandon, has the word of the day. Never recommend anything that you haven't yet first consumed yourself. I'm in big trouble. I'm in big trouble because you know the uh, How to Fight Racism book study? You haven't read that book? What? Because it starts what? tomorrow. No, no, it, that's intentional. Because what I don't want to do is I recognize that there are people who have 
I've read his other work. And well, I guess let I'll me be know, back. Tim just died on his table. <laughs> like, not even laughing. He's just done with life. I, I, have, I have read some of it. And as I went through it, I went, I don't want to bring, I, I don't want to guide the group in, in my interpretation of what's being said. I don't want to just come in, in there and, and be the expert in the room. Um, I want to be the one to kind of walk through and say, if we're going to struggle with some stuff, then let's struggle with it. Um, and, uh, and go that route with it. But I, by all accounts, uh, I, I trust Jamar Tisby a lot more than I trust Luke and Tanner <laughs> from SoCal. Um, Christian I, dumb and dumber. Yeah. Uh, I hated that joke too. You know, there were a if, lot of bad jokes. There were a lot of bad jokes. There were a lot of really bad jokes, I did. but I, you know, and that, that to me, so if you watched this movie, because prior to hearing this conversation, yeah, don't email me. Yeah, I'm, you can email I'm one really, person, one person only. I'm really sorry. Uh, um, I, I, it was, I again. Did we have confession now? What's uh, I've had my confession. <laughs> there it is. I, I, I've had it all throughout this whole episode. I, to me, I trusted what I heard about it, the reviews on it, the trailer on it, what the story and the narrative around it was. Uh, was that it was going to be Christian people sending up Christian culture. And I like that kind of meta-ness of things. And the jokes in the trailer look like they would land pretty funny. And just, just just goes to show this is a moment where PluggedIn.com has failed us because they don't have a review of this out exactly. yet. So but there's exactly. no content. Yeah. Warnings or anything anywhere and, and you can find. No, there's no rating. There were, like yeah. I've looked everywhere for something yeah. that would show that this movie would be rated R, and it's not. Not anywhere. And Amazon Plus has it 13 and plus. And I'm going, the yeah. amount of language that it has would clearly be R. So why would you not even rate it as mature? I don't know. I don't know. Like I I I feel terrible. I really hope. For the most part, I don't think people do what we tell them to do anyway because we've been yelling at Council Bluffs to, to write it. Watch. I bet everybody at Council Bluffs, they had like, they rented out a theater to watch this. I bet that's what's Bust everyone over from the church, the local <laughs> church that listens to this podcast. Yeah. With all apologies to Brandon, I hope this is the least listened to podcast episode that we've got. Come back another time. Sure. When, I, when I invited you, it genuinely was. Uh, we love to talk movies. You have great insight on. Wait, movies. am I the scapegoat? No. Am I no, supposed no, no, to no, be no. here to lighten the blow? You're, here? No, you're no, the no, no, no. scapegoat. Ah. No, no, you're the scapegoat. When we, when you, the reason I asked you was because I, well, one, I knew you wanted to, you know, have the full experience. I wanted you in here. Uh, we talk about movies a lot, and you have great takes on stuff. And you can, you can take a bad movie, and you can find the good in it. I was not anticipating this to be such a bad movie. And and so when I watched it and you were already booked, I went, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and so now we just have to have you on again. So you hadn't even seen it when you invited me here. I watched it yesterday. Wow. I watched it yesterday. So all that time, hey, man, Monday, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I really thought that? this movie was going to be better than it was. And interestingly enough, um, Yes, I can take just about any movie and try to make a case for it. I could do that for this movie. I just won't. No. I couldn't. I was like, yeah. Because, I... make... again, I wasn't even sure where this was going. Right. I'll I'm make the case for it. Sure. Okay. The case for it is if you are incapable of examining your own if you're ex incapable of examining like the things that you take in, 
media, whatever, um, without having a certain label or or being in a certain set of expectations, watch this movie. <laughs> like it, it is not, uh, it is not gratifying. It is not um, edifying. It, it will do nothing for you, but it will be a lesson that you should examine these things. Before, and yeah. you should have a critical eye on what you consume before you before you consume it. While you consume it and after you consume it. I, I, and I agree with that. Yes. Uh, not edifying. And yes, believers should have a critical eye and a movie could tell that story. But this right. one did not. <laughs> Missed right. miss right. the mark. Oh, yeah. I guess I could say there the message about our acceptance of a potential lack of quality in Christian art mm-hmm. definitely reared its head in this movie for, for me specifically listening. I'm like, is this the world's viewpoint on how we are when it like, when they say like hey, Christians just go support anything. Yeah. Like, is that really the viewpoint? Like it, and it doesn't seem most of the things they said did not seem far fetched that it made me start to think. Yeah. Like, is that, is that the case? See, yeah. And I, and I think, and I, I agree with that. I think that case could be made. I think I would I think I would accept this movie better if the guy who wasn't the showrunner for it was not a professing Christian. Like that right. doesn't make any sense. Oh, to me. for sure. Right. Like if this for was sure. just some Hellraiser that wanted to make a movie and wanted to make fun of the whole culture, like all right. That like, movie that, is like, called like, Saved. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yes. I remember anymore. the movie, but I've <laughs> I never hated seen it. that movie. For the same reason that this that this sucked as well, which is it is it is a caricature that isn't funny. It's a, it's offensive the the way. And, and I, I meant to say this before and I didn't, they had talked about wanting to have like real dialogue between people. And so the whole thing is, is when I listened to his interviews, he was like, Oh yeah, you know, real people would say these bad words. And I'm going, I mean, yeah, in some context, but not the way that they're yeah, said here. But then at the same time, the way that the Christians are portrayed, and particularly at the dinner scene, I thought that was really offensive. Where you had the 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 pastor and the two black kids, and you've got the adopted Luke, and he's like, "Okay, um, shall we pray?" And both kids just went, "Blessed to be here." And then like, "Let's pray." And then he does this really stupid prayer, and it's just like not a way that real people would talk. And then somebody would be like, "This food is good." And like, "Praise God! Praise God! Praise God!" And I'm going, "That's not like." And, and that's, I think you're right on, Tim. I think the issue is this guy claims to be a part of the team. I'm fine if you want to lampoon us. I'm fine if you want to make fun and, and, and poke holes at the, or, you know, needle us in ways that are, that are real. And I think this movie hits that mark occasionally with some true statements, but then they undercut the whole thing by just being ridiculous and 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 it just doesn't work. I think that's the whole point of the movie. It's all galaxy brain. You have to think about this like <laughs> galaxy brain. Galaxy brain. You haven't seen that meme? No, I just think that word is funny. Okay, it's just a it's a meme. Uh, there's images scale and then dumb dumb. The statements get dumber, but the brain gets bigger until you get galaxy brain. <laughs> I got you. Um, and I think that's the point. Is like the statement of the movie was you can produce unwatchable schlock and so long as you put the word christian in it Mm -hmm. people will flock to watch it it'll make millions of dollars like they made unwatchable schlock put the label christian on it and we flocked to watch it yeah 
Well, but we did it for research purposes. Yes, but yeah, like well, we didn't flock to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, and if this makes you all feel any better, I don't think many people have flocked to watch this movie. No, I, I, and I hope that no one goes to. It see makes it. me want to do it better. Exactly. Ooh. That's the thing. Should Is we it, make a movie? We should. No, oh, we no. should make this movie. <laughs> should well, we just not, remake this movie? We should not remake here. this movie. Not, uh, not on my dime <laughs> or this church's dime. If you guys want to do your own thing, but we could put a new roof on the church. We could get a new a new uh, air conditioner. Okay. No, I'll take money, but I'm not putting money towards it. <laughs> it was a cricket sound effect. I just I'll <laughs> baptize any money you guys want to bring to the church, <laughs> dunk it up there in the pool. That was redeemed, uh, redeemed. That that to me was was what it made me go. This movie, and it wasn't a Christian movie, but it was the closest thing to a Christian movie that I would enjoy if it had been redone. Like it, like it, you were so they were so close to hitting the mark and in, in terms of tone and whatever. And then they just went over there and, and I went, guys, you were so close to the same thing over and over again so far. But yeah, I, I still think from a quality, like even if it was that I see that, but I still would have a higher expectation for quality. Like just quality wise. It, I was like, Oh, this is just some low budget thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and so even with all the Christian movies and I don't, I mean, you guys are probably going to talk about this next week, but like all the Christian movies that are the most popular, your courageous, your war room and fireproof. Like, so I saw fireproof before I got married and I was like, Oh, this is a great movie. I think <laughs> got married. <laughs> I was like, this is not, it could have been done better. Yeah. Could have been done better. That's a nice way of saying. It. So uh, and there were a lot of things that I feel like not to, you know, uh, rabbit trail too far but there were a lot of things in that movie that I'm like yeah I think you should have got two actual married people to get in here and like really show yeah what this but everything was so overdone he was like fine by me I'm like come yeah. on Kurt you're, come on you're Mike Seaver you know right. they could have done this this particular movie could have been done better even if it was gonna hit those marks that yeah. you said yeah and uh, and uh, I think it was a, a big time missed opportunity and then Again, uh, just apologies all around. One to everyone in the room for making you guys sit through this, um, especially to the two of you who seemed like they you were really annoyed by it. Josie, I appreciate you at least finding. Let me let me punt to next week. Like this is something that I would like to talk about, and you kind of brought it up a little bit. Like, does Christianity need to make movies? No. Like, do we need to? Does the does the church have to compete against Hollywood? Does the church have to compete against Nashville? Does the church have to like? Do we do we have to do all this stuff? That's that's a it's a valid conversation. My you, I can give you a quick answer, and we'll unpack it. My thing, and this is why I want to talk about it, is I get really annoyed when we see Christian art that is done in a way that pales in comparison to secular art, and. And my issue is why, you know, we have access to a significantly greater, more creative mind than anything else that's in Hollywood. Why is what we offer in the church so subpar? I think the reality is that people do want to tell stories in some kind of way. And I mean, you know, even from a, like you could write a CCM album, you can write a Christian rap album, but like you can tell audible and video stories with movies. I mean, I agree with yeah. the, 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 the question, like, do we have to, I'm like, I, I could have done without a lot of those movies, but then it's like, you have someone's desire to make some sense of an expression through a story. 
So right. Then, and so then, and, and so then, if we want to make art, mm-hmm. do we have to compare it against Hollywood? Mm-hmm. So in the in the Christian world, and then for the people who constantly complain about Christian art, why don't they just go out and make their own art? You're looking at me. No, no I didn't look at you at all. I just leaned my hand towards you. <laughs> and I then you at looked you. at me. I, so he, Luke, in a, in a podcast, he was talking about how he doesn't understand, and I get this, why Christian movie producers and companies don't just take the money that they're throwing and go and hire a good writer to write a good movie. That That why does it have to be so cookie cutter and why does it have to be like Christians are dumb? I mean, that's the way that they're treating it is that Christians are, they have to be spoon fed. And he goes, and it's, it is the most preaching to the choir thing you can find. He said, because no non-Christian is walking out of war room or walking out of courageous and going, man, I really need to get my life together. But what happens is you see all of these Christians. I see it all the time where the newest Christian, you know, God's not dead. 17 comes out and everybody's like, this movie is it. Everyone go see it. And you're like, People who are outside of the church are not going to be, I would imagine, I think it would be, I'm not going to say it won't be. I think it'd be very difficult for them to be introduced to Christ through art that is so clearly trite. Well, that's that's the thing. So I think, I don't know if this is, we're, we're jumping, <laughs> we're taking stuff away from next week, we should probably wrap up. Yeah. I think the same testimony that you might hear from a stage or someone in a baptism pool saying here's my story of how I came to know Jesus that you would in the presence of the Lord and with the the company of brothers and sisters in the church you'd go amen hallelujah praise the Lord yeah if you took that story and put it into a movie you'd call it trite no I don't think so I think I think it's how it's done and how sanitized it is. Okay. And and my issue is that the problem with Christian movies is that there is never you know at the end of the movie how it's going to how it's going to resolve. Sure. And and you know when somebody's up there in the baptism pool and they're going to tell you how they came to Jesus, you know it's going to end with a come to Jesus moment because they're the, in the baptism pool. Right, right, right. But but I guess what I'm saying is <laughs> Christian movies are not messy. Like the the non-Christians mm. are the villains. And the the good people are the Christians who never do anything wrong, and they always have the the, the thing that they're going to say that is just totally spot on. And at the end of the day, God's going to win because blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, you know, show me a marriage in which, show me a movie in which a marriage actually breaks down. And then somebody, you know, and, and as opposed to, oh, everything in, in an hour and a half, they go from here to here. The conflict is never real the the Christians are always totally clean and sanitized, and let's be honest, guys, they don't talk like people that we know. So I agree with that because I mean I hate to pick on fireproof, but I mean you know why? Yeah, you know, like after having been married uh, for some time, looking at the not just the movie itself, but then the way the church responded to oh this is one of the best movies like yeah it's really not one of the realest movies for sure no and then like they were so proud like yeah we really wanted to make it realistic so in the firehouse they got kirk cameron's real wife who's like six nine or something (laughs) well no no i'm sorry the original girl is like super tall which we see throughout the whole movie and then i'm like wait this girl's on her toes kissing her like yeah i was like uh, people who watch movies will pick that stuff apart and go like you got like what was his wife doing? She's not. She's not a good actress. 
She's married to Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Just use her. Yeah. And use some real stuff that they go like you. Yeah. So I agree with you in the messy aspect um, that is not true to life. Yeah. And to some degree from a Christian uh, media perspective, like we eat it up and people read that and go, oh, well, they said it. So I guess I got to go watch it. Like, right. Like, like yeah, it, it's not that real. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and that's that's it for me. Is it if tell stories and there can be obviously almost every story has conflict and redemption. I got no issue with that. Mm -hmm. It's that what we see in terms of what the Christian looks like and what the Christian life looks like is never portrayed in an authentic way. Mm -hmm. It's always just very, very clean and it's not really all that dirty. You don't really descend into hell. You just sort of get to like, a, Ooh, things are a little messy and then Jesus saves and everybody's happy. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. We want to descend into hell. We just need to do a movie about a business meeting where we're talking about buying <laughs> a new van or something. So, all right. So on the flip side of, and I really, I, I want to wrap this up. We're done. On the so on some of that is not being discerning. Like when some scoundrel wants to say, "Hey, I'm a Christian, give me your vote," or "Hey, I'm a Christian, I'm going to say some Christian things, buy my album, buy my movie." All right, some of it's discerning. Some of it's just that's what people like to consume. Yeah. They like a story that wraps up. Hallmark is Hallmark yeah. because yeah. people love point. and Hallmark right. puts out movies, movies, movies. It's not that these people aren't discerning. They just like that. They want to just they want a feel good story. Yeah. But you know what those people don't say? That was a great movie. Absolutely. You're wrong. No. People watch Hallmark all oh, they, day long and say, I love Christmas. That that's that's yeah. kind of fair. I, I to go completely off tangent. I hated La La Land. Okay. Because that movie did not end with like, like they broke up. Yeah. Like the couple broke up and yeah. then they never got back together. I like that. Boy, I, I did not like <laughs> it just, it was so like unsettled for me. Yeah. And I just, it, it to this day, it does not sit right with me. Oof. You're still sleeping hard because of <laughs> La La Land? Yeah. <laughs> like I hated that's that movie so much. I love that movie. I think that had something to do with it because that's a little more real life. And, and not every movie needs to do that. But no, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that people who like Hallmark movies, they know they like Hallmark movies mm -hmm. and they don't. And there's a whole bunch of people who and they, like them. There are, but they don't walk around and go, this movie will change your life. They know that it's, it's schlocky. They know that it's just silly, but they like it and it's comfort food and good. I wouldn't take that away from anybody, mm -hmm. but you, you're not going to walk around and try to convince people that it is a work of art. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all I'm saying. I don't, but I, it, yes, there may be a few Christians who might say, go see this movie. It's going to change your life, but it's not the majority. I've, I mean, when a Christian movie comes out, I yeah, see it promoted yeah. everywhere yeah. in the Christian by, by, by saying Promoted this is, is fine. Yeah. Because that's because they, they need an audience. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the fireproofs when, when fireproof came out, people were talking about it. Like it, I had somebody, like, not like it was the second coming of Jesus, but it was pretty, pretty significant. Yeah. yeah Cause people, you had the love dare book that went along with right. it. It was like, Oh, did he, did someone really do this? Yeah. yeah. People were very, very, very like, Oh, this thing like really captures what it's like to be in like a Christian relationship or and whatever. If this will save your marriage. Yeah. And I was like, what? Okay. 40 well, days. But what if for love. some it did? If great. it did, great, great. Yeah. But but I, that's what I'm saying. So like we're, we're, we we need to make sure we don't paint with an ultra wide brush. Tim the conservative here, or not conservative, <laughs> but like centralist. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, like I said, those movies could. I'm not going to say that people can't 
find redemption, find Jesus mm-hmm. through those. I think it's probably not very likely. To be clear, I haven't seen any of them. I mean, I've, yeah. I I saw Passion of the Christ. That's one of the kind of the, like the last Christian movies I've sat. Through. I wouldn't consider Passion of the Christ a Christian movie either. Oh, Dad would disagree with you there. Whoops. He well. told me last night that was that's the only good Christian movie. Yeah. Next week. No, I would say that that's not a Christian movie, and that's why it's so good. Mm. Um, but I mean, it has Christian themes, and we'll talk next week about what movie has a Christian theme. We can't talk about it <laughs> no, 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 though. Holy Post I talked cannot about it wait to they? hear. Yeah, this they, it was like a few episodes ago it came up, and they were like, "Oh, Protestants and Catholics watched it differently." Oh, that's true. That yeah. was a really good conversation, too. No, mm. no, no, no. What I meant, yeah, you all know what I meant. But we'll talk about, are there movies out there that have strong Christian themes that are not classified as Christian movies that you would still say, that was a really good example of art that is a Christian. We can say, yeah, look at that. That's really, God still worked through that. Uh, and God's not dead. God's 19. Uh, well, guys, just so you know, I will be listening to that, so you all can know that we when you're recording. We may have you back on because I'm so, going to be listening. <laughs> we may have you back on just so we, one to cleanse the palate and two to make sure that Brianna doesn't. I will tell you guys this: after we get through this Christian art, I've been uh, I've been talking to um, some people, and we are going to go into a, I believe I believe a mm. series on uh, strong women, and uh, we have strong women in our lives, and we want to honor them, um, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about what it's like being a woman in ministry just me tim and josie <laughs> Sounds Guys, I'm, uh, I'm super psyched to talk about one of the issues surrounding that i bet you are yeah i bet you are how do you ask a girl on a date in church <laughs> guys we're super grateful that uh, you've stuck through if you watched the movie prior to this uh, i apologize but if you watch the movie after this um, that's on you okay we've given you a heads up Brandon we're so grateful for you man thank you so much for coming on uh, if you are not following us on Facebook Twitter or Instagram we would love it GCP pod if you have watched the movie prior to this and you want to yell at me and use some of the language that they Email. used goodchristianpod at gmail.com send it in and tell us how much of a jerk I am uh, next week, we're going to continue our conversation on Christian art and take an honest look at issues of quality, content, and expectation as we seek to better understand how to honor God in every area of our culture. And until then, be good. to Good Christian People, the podcast. Today's episode is recorded on Monday, March 15th, 2021 by Jeff Higgins and Tim Beyer, two pastors living in beautiful Glen Burnie, Maryland. If you'd like to hear more of our content, please check us out online at goodchristianpod.com or follow us online at at gcppod. Listening to Good Christian People, the podcast. Today's episode was recorded on Monday. Uh.